So when you look at politics, the corruption, the violence in South Africa, sometimes you think, and by you, I'm, this is a generic you that I'm using, like a royal we, us we. When we look at it, it's it's sometimes so fantastic and spectacular. It reminds me of the whole Ripley's Believe It or Not, you know, and uh, fact being stranger than fiction. Um and like the American film industry says, you just can't make this shit up. So um, maybe it's not that strange that in South Africa, nonfiction books outsell fiction books. So this morning we're talking to Dr. Beth LaRue, Associate Professor in Publishing Studies at the Department of Information Science at the University of Pretoria. I want to talk to her about a recent piece she has written so that she can inform us about the popularity of non-fiction books in SA because I like a little bit of escapism. I think just as much as the next <laughs> listener does. I think so. It's very interesting to me that our non-fiction soul harder and faster than our fiction. Dr. LaRue, thank you for joining us. Thanks very much. It's good to be here. So when we talk about non-fiction, are we specifically talking about political writing? No, we're not. Non-fiction is a much broader category than that. It's basically anything that isn't fiction, that isn't made up. So it's cookbooks and travel books and gardening books and all those kinds of books, as well as political books and history and memoirs and so on. So it is a very broad category, um, but mm-hmm. in South Africa what's popular is the political. Because <laughs> when I saw your article, it struck me that while I didn't think about it so much, I thought, gosh, she's right. Because I, I noted the, the comments, obviously, about the political books, Gangster State and all that. And then I also saw the comment about cookbooks, and I thought, she's right. I mean, there's the giggling gourmet. Yeah. There is, um, I can see them. Sorry, I'm a visual person. I can see them now. But there's, there's a couple of people who write books. There's this, this, uh, I'm not sure if they're sisters or cousins or friends, uh, two Muslim ladies in the Burkhab. Sorry, visual person. That, that's my disclaimer. I can, I can see them on the book covers. Um, but it just struck me. Wow. Cookbooks and politics. Cookbooks and politics. Can you talk a, a, a bit about that maybe? Well, that seems to be what does particularly well. If I've gone back and looked through the past few years' um, sales figures, and we especially see a lot of political books, so political nonfiction about you know scandals and exposés, but also then people's memoirs and biographies and so on. But then cookbooks are, I think, a perennial. They're extremely popular nowadays with celebrity cookbooks, but also, I mean, we've had... Quirky and Genit has been going strong for 50, 60 years and is still one of our best sellers. And Indian Delight, similarly. So obviously that's something that mm-hmm. in South Africa is still something that's very close to our heart. Yeah, I was just about to say, do you think it's because we as South Africans generally, you know, of all colors, use religious persuasions, cultural backgrounds, we are actually an, a nation that kind of we we eat um, socially, but not, not just socially in a kind of social cultural context. I mean, we have family feasts we have we celebrate birthdays we celebrate weddings we celebrate religious um uh, holidays and events within all our different groupings and we're always referred to as a very hospitable mm-hmm. nation 
I think you've got a very good point there. Uh, it is something that comes up again and again in South Africa, that, and that cuts across all different groups that we like to eat together. Yeah, I think, I think we do it really well. <laughs> 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 but to jump from that to to the political, something else that we do as a nation very well is um, leak books on WhatsApp. <laughs> I think, yeah. yeah, we're very good at that. Yeah, I'm afraid piracy of books is a bit of a problem. And it's become so much easier to leak books nowadays because you have ebook versions as well as the print book. So I'm going to ask you a kind of left of field question or a potentially left of field question is, I must say, um, because I, one of the things I do is I'm a documentary filmmaker. So part of uh, my makeup is I'm, I'm always, I'm very anti-piracism. Don't, you know, don't uh, steal an artist's hard work. Also, a lot of my friends are musicians or work in, in the entertainment industry, managing artists or booking artists and so on and so forth. So, and and we know South African musicians often, you know, they, they may be famous, but their bank accounts, you know, don't, uh, mm. their bank accounts and their fame are not at the same level. So I, I'm always staunchly, you know, don't pirate anything. Don't just buy the song, just buy the CD, just buy the DVD, mm. buy blah, 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 blah. So I must say, I had a bit of a giggle that we were now stealing books. Because it just mm-hmm. seemed to me, you, you know, it, it's wrong it, because it's a book. But on the one hand, I, I kind of felt, well, yay, we're reading. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, authors have exactly the same problem as other kinds of creative artists. That they can be very well known, but they have to still have a day job. They don't make enough money off their work usually to write full time. And I think some of them are very glad that their books get pirated to some extent because it does mean, yes, people are reading their books, people are interested in what they're doing, and at least it's being distributed. But at the same time, that does mean that no royalties are getting back to them, and that could affect their chances of being published in the future as well. Mm -hmm. So how does that happen? I mean, is someone just maliciously at the publishing house um, Sending it to someone because it's interesting to me that both the Jacques Poe book, The President's Keepers mm-hmm. in 2017 and Gangster State, uh, Peter Louis Mayberg's book, mm-hmm. um, you know, from a, a month or so ago, that, that these yeah. books got out, especially considering the nature of the content. Well, I think that's why they got out so quickly. I don't think it was someone at the publishers. I think it was probably someone who bought, uh, an ebook, or perhaps even someone who was given one to review, who decided that this was so important that they had to start sharing it. And from there, it just goes viral. There's nothing you can do to control it any longer once it's out as a PDF file on WhatsApp. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. why do you think South Africans are so, um, maybe entertained is the wrong word, why are they so engrossed and so eager to read these kinds of books? I think that's the question that all publishers would like to know, and they would know exactly what to publish. It's interesting that it's the political books that do so well here. Um, perhaps it's because we're fascinated by the scandals of our politicians. Perhaps it's because they provide us with so much material that could be written about. 
I think people really want to get to what's going on. They want to get the inside story and find out what exactly is happening. And our politicians seem to be actually our biggest celebrities in this country. So we really want to know what's happening with them and what they're up to and what is the truth about what they're doing. And if there's not very much trust in what they are saying or even what the newspapers are saying necessarily, there does still seem to be a lot of trust in what comes out in these books, in these exposés. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because in your article you say that in the US, uh, fiction outsells non-fiction. And in SA, yes. it's the other way around, in SA, yes. non-fiction outsells fiction. Yes. And also, That's a trend yeah. from most developed countries, actually, that they have much bigger publishing industries and they produce a lot more fiction. That's part of the reason. Um, but also they have a different kind of market that their market actually is more likely to buy non uh, by fiction, sorry, than by non-fiction titles. So there are definite differences between our market and actually some of the other African countries are similar to us. And then the developed countries like the US, the UK, even France and Germany and so on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So another question that I wanted to ask is, um, in in SA, we don't see a lot of um, detective uh, uh, stories. We we see we see them kind of cyclically. Every once in a while, one puts its head out and does relatively well. But generally, it's more um, history, religion, and those kinds of books that are that are grounded uh, uh, in history. When I when I say that, I'm thinking of. Mm-hmm. Very well known, Wilbur Smith. I mean, everybody knows his mm-hmm. name. Very, very much grounded in history and sometimes with religious undertones, um, in the storylines. But when I'm looking for, um, the, the detectives, I can think of one or two. And when I'm looking for, um, except for graphic novels, which we actually mm-hmm. do one or two of, when I look for, um, sci-fi, mm-hmm. I also don't find that much. Is it just me? Am I looking in the wrong places? No, you aren't. It actually has a lot to do with how our publishers perceive the market. We do actually have quite a lot of detective and crime fiction. I've actually done some research in that field previously, and it's one of the genres in which we publish a lot in terms of fiction. We do a lot of romance and we do a lot of crime. Um, They do well as well, the ones that do come out. But the publishers don't publish a lot of different authors. So we don't see, you know, the kind of scale that we would see of the different kinds of international authors coming in. So much more often we're going to see shelves and shelves of international authors and we're going to assume that there aren't so many South Africans. But the local publishers also don't think there's much of a local market for things like sci-fi and graphic novels. We know there's some market. We don't know how big it is. Very few of them are willing to take a chance on it. We've got a few very small publishers who will do a bit of sci-fi. But it's still seen as experimental in this market. Okay. Well, I mean, when I look at the movies and who goes to, to the movies and I look at um, mm. a lot, there's a lot of sci-fi out there. And mm. it's on Netflix and it's on Showmax and we are watching it. So, you know, maybe they need... Um, I don't know to 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 tweak their thinking a little bit, but be, as we as we wrap up, I wanted to just ask you this question as well. Interestingly enough, South Africans don't seem 
to need to know what their celebrities are up to. Much as we like to buy a, a, a You or a Heat magazine, apparently, we don't really want chapter and chapter of a celebrity's life. This is an interesting point that we find. So in the U.S., books by celebrities are hugely popular. They probably um, sell the most out of all of the kinds of nonfiction there. Here, it's that it's really unpredictable. Some of them do exceptionally well, and then others don't. And we don't have a way of knowing in advance whether they're going to do well or not. I think that maybe part of the reason they don't do well is that they're not always written that well. They're written by the celebrity and possibly a ghostwriter, and they're not necessarily very good books. <laughs> so so that's an interesting point, um, because my question is, but when you give it, and, and I don't know, I've never written a book, I'm thinking about it, quite honestly, I've got little bits and pieces of a book I, I thought of writing then, and then I have a little bit of a book I thought of writing then, so mm-hmm. there all these little bits, and maybe I'll find one of them and take that one little bit that I find and turn it into mm. a whole lot of chapters <laughs> and it'll actually be do a it, book. Do it. Yeah, you know. <laughs> so, uh, but in my mind, I always think because, as I've said, I know nothing about this. I always mm. think that when I take it to the publisher, they're going to do some editing as well, surely. They're definitely going to do editing and actually they'll do quite a lot of developmental editing probably too. But they can't rewrite the book for you. So they will possibly get someone to write the book with you if they don't think you're a very good author, but they can't really write the whole book. I think celebrities also don't see it as really a priority for them sometimes. I mean, they're not writers necessarily. So it's nice to get a book, but it's not something that they're going to really put a great deal of effort into always. So if someone is going to write, because I mean, if a celebrity is writing a book, it's really like a memoir. Or it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's focusing on a big event that, that happened and, and kind of what led up to it, what it caused and what they got out of it walking away from it. Mm-hmm. So, so what kind of a treatment do they need to give it? Because it sounds like from what you're saying, it's not that it needs to be edited as much as it needs to be rewritten. So. <laughs> well, that's not always the case. Some of them really just need to be edited. I can't generalize completely. Some of them actually really it's almost done in the form of interviews and then a ghostwriter will um, take that write down and then rewrite it. Yeah. yeah and actually yeah. write the book. That happens actually a give it a first person POV or something. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So we're running out of time. So I'm trying not to find new questions to ask you, but um, when you say that, it, it makes me think that it's not, people don't, think it out. They don't structure it before they write it. They kind of just sit down and, you know, just throw it all out on a page or the bits mm-hmm. that they think are interesting. Um, because in, in film, in, in, in movies, and, and I mean, mm-hmm. my, my background is more documentary. Um, I know very little about uh, fiction films, mm-hmm. but when you do make fiction films and you start to seriously look at script writing as I am doing now, yeah. you, you learn that there are, um, there are menus, there are templates, yes. there are formulae. Yes, there are. You know, for, for how mm. these things work. So, so for example, you, you know, you don't have more than five key characters. And that's not even your main character. You don't have more than mm-hmm. five key characters. If you're going to have more than five key characters, your movie needs to be two hours long. Mm. and how you develop them. And that within the first basically 20 minutes of the movie, something needs to happen that kind of gives you an idea of the rest mm. of the movie. 
even if that idea is just, oh my God, I don't know what's going to happen next. Yeah. That's kind of an idea. So, so is there something like that, that people, anyone who is listening to us and who is thinking of writing a memoir, even if they're not thinking of writing theirs, they, you may know someone interesting, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and you may think, oh, their the story needs to be written. So you go up to them and you say to them, I think I want to write your story. Let me talk to me. I'll write everything down and then I'll write your story. Is there a recipe, Beth? Unfortunately, not really. There are far more formulae that apply to the writing of fiction than nonfiction. And you get fiction, uh, nonfiction books that are really completely differently structured. And they can well, when you think of that, they can talk about completely different topics. I mean, you'll get a book on climate change and then you'll get a book on Nelson Mandela and they can't really follow the same formula. So we don't really have a recipe for that. And the authors who do very well actually put a huge amount of effort into this. They spend months and months doing research and months structuring their books and writing their books. And those are really the best ones, the ones that are very well written, that have got a huge amount of research behind them. But they don't look similar to each other. Okay, so Beth, in closing, as Mm. someone who is embedded in publishing studies, what are Mm. you hoping will be the next trend in South African literature? What would you like to see? I'd really like to see more diversity in our authors and in our readers. That's really the biggest trend that we need to have happening in this country. It is happening. And there's some very courageous publishers like Blackbird, Mm -hmm. but it's slow. It's not happening fast enough. And I really want to say to all, all authors out there, go and write. Produce, but produce really good books. Don't bring half-baked stories to the publishers. Go and write and work on it and produce something really good that we need to read. But how do I do that? I know I said last question, but I'm listening to you and I'm thinking, how do I bring you something that's not half-baked? I don't know. I've done it and I think it's good. Is there someone I can go to to check my baking before I bring it to the publisher? <laughs> well, you really should try and get quite a lot of people to read it first. Okay. Get so people just... to read your manuscript, get feedback from people. If you know an editor, get them to read your manuscript, get feedback from them. Slowly work your way into, if you know someone in the publishing industry, if they're willing to look at it first. Okay, the publishers so, aren't going to read a huge amount of it right. because there's so many manuscripts coming in. Okay. So you've got to be really good. Okay. So um, Dr. Beth LaRue, Associate Professor in Publishing Studies at the Department of Information Science at the University of Victoria. Thank you so much for coming on on the show. And now we, and by we, I mean Myself and all the listeners, we have a friend in publishing called Dr. Beth LaRue. <laughs> and I'm going to <laughs> encourage everybody to write, 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 write and get some advice from you. And we can all just kind of open it up. That would be great. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you. It's been a pleasure talking.